turn with me in your Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3, and we're going to start reading in verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Let's just uh, go to the Lord in prayer and ask his blessings over the word today. Father, we thank You for this Word You've given us, Lord. Not only for the Scripture we've just read, but Lord, we thank You for this entire book, Lord, that we're able to read the very Word of God and, and the Word that You've given us for a purpose, Lord. It strengthens us, it encourages us. And Lord, I ask that You just bless this Word that's about to go forth, that it would lift up someone today, that it would maybe even help set them on the right path if they're not on the right path, Lord. And we just thank You in Jesus' name. Amen. I titled the message this morning, Prepare the Way. And what I want to talk to you about is is kind of what our responsibility is. And I I, I want to be real careful how I say this because uh, it's kind of what our responsibility is in assisting God, so to speak. And I'm not trying to say that God needs our help. I want to make it clear today what what I'm talking about is more of not uh, how we can help God, but what our responsibilities are as Christians. And, you know, John the Baptist was sent before Jesus. He was sent to begin to prepare people to accept what Jesus was going to come and do. And He came and He began to prepare the way, is what this Word tells us. You know, as we as a church begin to work and do uh, what God wants us to do, we've got to have a certain attitude. We've got to have an attitude that we're expecting... To see God move. You know, John the Baptist didn't uh, go about doing the things he did because he just kind of had a feeling. He went about doing the things he did because God called him to do it and because he knew there was somebody coming after him. He knew there was a purpose for what he was going to do. Now, I don't know what you did this morning before you got up and came to church. But if you didn't come expecting to hear something from God, if you didn't come expecting to see a movement of the Spirit, if you didn't get up with the intentions of of wanting to serve God today, not just come into His house, but actually serve Him in some manner, then you need to make a change in your habits. Because if, if you move and come into the house of God not expecting to see something happen, you won't see anything happen. You have got to desire to see God move. You've got to 
You've got to prepare yourself to see God move. <clears throat> you know, you probably noticed a bunch of changes up on the stage this morning. And uh, I want to thank my wife and, and Angie, and uh, there were several other ladies over here, my sister-in-law and my sister, and my mother-in-law, I think, helped some. And there was just a lot of people over here doing things, and I think it looks really nice. <clears throat> but you may ask yourself, what does that have to do with what we're talking about? Well, they were over here yesterday preparing the house of the Lord. Amen. You know, there's, there's preparation that goes into getting ready for a church service. Besides the preparation I do to be ready to, to provide a message for you, there's preparation that goes into making things look nice and, and all of this kind of stuff. We have to prepare God's house for church. I want to give you another illustration. <clears throat> the, the Secret Service works for the President, you know, and when the President is going to go somewhere and speak or make an appearance, or whatever he's going to do, they go ahead before him. Probably even weeks in advance, they're there, securing the area, making sure they know who comes and goes on a regular basis. They know everything about that place. And when he arrives, they've already cleared a path for him. They've got places roped off where people can't get in there. And he just walks in and does his thing, and then he's gone. That is the same kind of thing that John the Baptist did for Jesus. He came in, now it's not from a security standpoint, but he came in and prepared the way for Jesus to come. He didn't need to make it easier for Jesus. It didn't have anything to do with that. But what it had to do with was preparing the hearts and minds of people for what was about to take place. He, he spoke to them about, <coughs> about a baptism... But he told them, look, there's somebody coming after me that's going to do greater things than this. This is just a little taste of what's going to happen. And you know, when I begin to think about that and, and the words prepare the way came into my, my heart and my mind, <clears throat> I begin to think you know, that, look, we need to not only be preparing the house of God for church on Sunday, but we need to be preparing our hearts and our minds to, to come into His house and, and to not only have church in this building, but to have church in your heart. When, when you've prepared your heart to receive something from God, you get up in the morning and you begin to pray and say, God, I don't know what You're going to do today, but I want to see a movement of Your Spirit. I don't know what and how You're going to do it, but open the floodgates and just let the Spirit flow. Let something happen today. Look, I covet your prayers. When you get up on Sunday mornings, come and, pray and begin to pray for me that, that I'm going to be in the right mind. That I'm going to have the Spirit of God working in me and speaking to you. We've got to be prepared. <clears throat> Look, it ain't all about church on Sunday. But there are some things about preparing the house of the Lord that are important. We've talked before about this must be a house of prayer. 
But I want to tell you also that this shouldn't be a place that feels dead. When people come in that ain't ever been here before, they need to sense something different. They need to sense that abundant life that I talked to you a couple weeks about. We need to make sure that not only just in decorating the church, but in our personal selves, that people can look at us and see abundant life. They need to look at us and see somebody that's not dried up, not shriveled up and just tired and exhausted, but they need to look at us and see, man, that person's got something I want. They have got something inside of them that is just different from everybody else. They've got an abundance about them. I want people to look at me and know that they can ask me for something. I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about an abundant life. They can, they can come to me with a problem. And I'll be able to have something for them. Listen, when people come to you seeking help, we, of all people, need to be able to provide some help. If you can't do it yourself, you need to know somebody that can. If you don't know what to do for them, if you can't give them something to meet their needs, you need to say, look, I don't know what to tell you, but I can find somebody that can. We've got to prepare not only the physical house, but the spiritual tabernacle that's within us. Whatever that takes. I'll tell you what I do, and you do whatever you see fit. You know, we all worship and pray a little differently. There's no specific formula to how you need to get in touch with God. You can't write it down and say, okay, here's the steps to follow. But when I get up on Sunday morning, I get up way earlier than I need to get up to be here on time. But I come over here and I, I pray. I sing praises to God. I spend time reading His Word. Because Sunday is the day I've set aside for His use. You know, I could, I could get up and I could go sit down in the chair and I could watch cartoons with the kids and I could sit around and just do whatever I wanted to until 11 o'clock. But... I choose to dedicate, especially the morning time, to God's purpose. That is, that's what I do to prepare myself for worship. I prepare myself to, but I don't do this because I hope something's gonna happen. I don't do this because I feel like it's just a good idea. I do it because I'm expecting to see something happen. Look, the Secret Service doesn't go prepare for the President because they hope he's going to come to this location. No, they know he's going to come. They expect him to show up at an appointed time because there is a schedule to keep. Listen, if we're going to go into the community and help anybody... We have got to have that kind of attitude. We've got to have an attitude that says, Look, God, Your Word says thus and so. Therefore, I'm going to stand on Your Word and I'm going to expect You to do what You said You were going to do. 
Listen, God is not slack concerning His promises. His Word tells us that. If He says He's going to do something, we need to be standing on His promises. We need to be believing that He's going to. Because I'm going to tell you, we may slack up. We may not let things happen the way they ought to. But I guarantee you, when you stand on the promises of God, He's going to see your faithfulness. He's going to see your diligence. He's going to see the the desire in your heart come out. And He's going to honor that. I desire to see the Spirit move. I desire to see God do wonderful things. I desire... Listen, my God is a God that does great exploits. He just loves to do things that just... That just baffle people. That's what I want to see God do. I told y'all last week, I'm tired of mediocre. I'm tired of just being so-so. I want to see some mighty things happen. When you come here, do you expect the Holy Spirit to show up? And we need to prepare ourselves. We need to not only prepare yourself, but... Also, as a group, we need to prepare. We need, I don't know, is there somebody here today that would like to volunteer to say, I want to lead some praise and worship? After our normal song service, before we get into the Word, listen, we need to invite the presence of God. The Word tells us that He inhabits the praise of His people. Coming and sitting in a pew is not offering praise. We need to be praising God. Listen, I spend six days of the week doing everything i got to do and want to do. This is His day. This is my opportunity to break out of my shell and just lift my hands and praise God. If you can't get both up, raise one. If you can't do that, then at least... Sing. Do something. You've got to praise God. We've got to prepare ourselves to hear, to have the Spirit come in. If you're not expecting Him, He ain't going to show up. He ain't going to go anywhere that it doesn't feel inviting. I want Him to come. If we desire His presence, if we desire Him to come, and look, we've done everything we can do. We've put our best foot forward. It's up to Him. It's not up to us at that point. When we've offered up our praise, listen, there are times I come over here and pray, and I may have to spend 45 minutes praying and praising before I feel the Spirit come in. Because it takes a little time sometimes to get everything else off my mind. It takes a little time sometimes to to get this this feeling in my heart that is inviting to the Holy Spirit. Just because I say I want you to come does not mean that's how I feel. So sometimes it takes a little time. You can't just come into church and expect it's going to be here waiting on you. This is not a buffet line. It's not just already prepared. You've got to do a little something on your own. You've got to... You've got to expect something to happen. You've got to desire it. It has to be an invitation to the Holy Spirit. It's not a directive. We can't tell Him, it's time for you to come because it's 11 o'clock. You've got to invite Him in. We've got to prepare the way for the Lord. If we prepare the way for Him, He'll come. 
Just as John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus Christ, He came. Just as Jesus came and prepared the way for the Holy Spirit, He came. We can do the same thing. We can not only prepare the way for the Spirit to move in this church, but we can begin to prepare the way for us to be able to move into the community to help people. We can prepare our hearts and our minds and be anxious about it. Listen, what does that word mean, anxious? It means you're anticipating. You're almost to the point of of just... I don't want to say worry because you're not worried about it, but it's on your mind. You're you're wanting to see it happen. We need to have that kind of desire. I preached to you one time before about desiring the fire. Desire the fire. You've got, look, desire is everything with God. If you don't desire it, you don't want to see it, why would He give it to you? The Word tells us He gives us the desires of our heart. Desire is everything. If we don't really truly want to see God move, why do we waste our time on Sunday? If we got better things to do, go do them. He didn't make you come here. Look, there's no law that says you've got to go to church Sunday. There's nobody that twists your arm to come. There may have been, but they shouldn't have. The point is, look, if you can't, you bothered yourself to get up early on Sunday morning when you could have slept till 12 o'clock. You got up, you got dressed, you came here. You might as well be expecting something to happen when you come. You might as well be desiring something out of it. Look, God never never told you that I'm going to do something or I expect you to do something, but He ain't going to give you nothing in return. God never once took anything away that He didn't give you something better back. Now that little bit of time that we waste, so to speak, coming here on Sunday, Look, if you're expecting something from God, you're expecting Him to show up, you have prepared yourself, what you're getting in return is better than what you gave up. Let me tell you right now, God is all about rewarding you. The Word says He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Y'all may hear me say that a lot, but it's because I stand on it. Listen, I've told you before, You've got to know the Word. You've got to stand on the Word because there is nothing else that you have that's going to stand the test of time except the promises of God. When God tells me He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him, I'm going to say that every time I get the opportunity because I know when I'm diligently seeking God, He's going to reward me. What else could I ask for? What else is there? All we have to do is desire to see God move. We've got to prepare ourselves for that. 